President Cyril Maposa is expected to announce changes to his executive this evening. The country has now been waiting for weeks for the president to announce his reshuffled cabinet. And while the country is holding its collective breath to see who is in and who is out, there is trouble on the horizon with public servants who plan to go on a, nation, a nationwide strike in anger over wage increases, while the EFF is planning a total shutdown on the 20th of this month. The question we asked this morning is whether South Africa can be saved, and if so, then how? And how can each one of us make a difference? Joining us for the discussion, we have uh, CEO of Outer Wayne Duvenage and political analyst Ibrahim Harvey. Wayne, a very good morning to you. Welcome to Radio Islam International. Good morning. Nice to be with you and your listeners today. Ibrahim, assalamu alaikum. Welcome. Welcome, Salam. Welcome. Thanks very much. Good to be with you. So, Wayne, I think many have been uh, cautioning that don't put too much expectation in a cabinet reshuffle. One, in terms of how the cabinet will be reshuffled, and even if it's reshuffled according to the needs, there's only so much that can be done at that level. The problem cannot be solved just by having the the right, uh, you know, ministers in in the right portfolios. Uh, Are you of the same opinion? Um, not really. I, I do believe that if you get the right people and, and, and the right president or the right presidential mindset, mm-hmm. then you can change things. You can look at countries uh, like Singapore, like Rwanda, like many who have been uh, uh, steeped and mired in, 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 in in-depth uh, corruption uh, for years and, and, and able to get out of that hole uh, in a relatively short space of time, a number of years. Uh, and that's what we need. So I'm not sure or believe that the current team under uh, uh, Ramaphosa or, or who he's going to put into these positions can do it. But I can tell you that a, a, a significant shift in mindset and approach is possible. But is it going to happen? We don't think so because he's had that opportunity since the Tumamina uh, takeover in 2018 when he became president. He had a lot of opportunities on the back of an anti-corruption ticket that he got into, into the leader, leadership role in the ANC. But sadly, nothing has transpired and I think it all comes down to him. Uh, and there are just too many people. So it'll be very interesting to see who he puts into, into these new positions. But I cannot see that there are... Uh, you know, real strong leaders that are going to deal with corruption and maladministration in the way that it has to. So, Ibrahim, w- w- what's your thoughts on why Ramaphosa is being so indecisive and-, and why we are not likely to get the cabinet that the country needs? After 2017, there was a great degree of sympathy. He just won by a whisker. The opposing faction was still strong within the ANC. He had a secretary general that he could not trust. The dynamics are, are far much, much more in his favor this time around. Hi. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, the, the, you know, it's a very complex situation. I was listening to what was said by, uh, you know, uh, I, I just think that there's a the problem to invest too much. This has been the big downfall of South African politics. You know, uh, not only do you have you had this, though it's changed now, uh, this uh, dominant ruling party that's throw the <laughs> political states like a colossus now in serious decline. But we tend to focus too much on individual leaders, you know. Uh, if you ask me from 2008 when Ramaphosa came in, I mean, uh, you know, indeed, uh, even McClanty said to me once, that this, the country, is, things are worse, considerably worse since he took office. It's not necessarily all attributed to him. You can't reduce, I mean, there's some huge 
huge uh, factors global, you know, that has influenced the situation in South Africa. You cannot, even with Zuma, you couldn't attribute the crisis solely to him. But uh, you see, I don't think any shift, I'll be honest with you, it's like shifting deck chairs on a sinking Titanic. Mm -hmm. That is what, uh, I don't care who he comes in with and how much other people are investing hope in a shift. Who are the, who, you know, even Ramaphosa himself has this huge dark sh- uh, shadow o- over uh, of Palapala. I mean, you know, it's, it, Palapala in certain respects is even worse than Kanza. So yes, you've got a, a president here surrounded with all this massive, especially, I mean, there are elements of corruption in the, if you look closely at what was alleged, uh, you know, he knew of in, uh, on his farm, you know, uh, and him leading this anti-corruption crusade. No d- doubt he's made some big dents recently. You've seen Brian Molethi appearing in court and so on. But uh, really, I think, you know, perhaps with 2024, perhaps the DA, I'm certain now, more by the day, that the end is going to absolutely lose the 2024 and end up between 40 to 45. Perhaps with a national coalition government for the first time ever, because it has never lost a national election, you mm-hmm. might have, the DA might act as a countervailing force to the ANC's endemic corruption. So, but, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Wayne, coming back to you, right? Mm. You, you spoke mm. about how if, if the right people are given the, 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 the right opportunities and, and the Singapore example. Uh, worst case scenario, when the president speaks tonight at 7 o'clock, it's one of those cabinets again where he's trying to appease everyone. And as mm. Ibrahim says, there's a bit of shuffling of the deck chairs on the Titanic. What then can still be done by, by, by civil society to save South Africa? We know that civil society came together towards the end of, of, of the Zuma period uh, to, to, to say, well, you know what? We, we're going to try now uh, from, from our side to, to effect some degree of change. Can it be done? How can it be done? Well, I think the pressure just has to continue to be brought on the president um, to, to get on top of this uh, serious endemic corruption in, in, within the ANC. Now, uh, you know, I never want to say never. It, it, it can't be done because, because I do believe it can be. And, and, and again, as I say, I don't hold much hope out for what Sir Ramaphosa is going to announce tonight, but I always believe that there is a possibility of a shift. And if it isn't going to happen now, it's going to happen in 2024. You know, uh, as Ibrahim said, there was, you know, in 2017, uh, Ramaphosa came in with a, with a narrow margin, but he came in. And I think there will be a change tomorrow if election was held. I do believe the ANC would get uh, below uh, uh, 45, even may, maybe even 40%. The biggest concern we have as, an, as a nation, as civil society, is, is the EFF and ANC coalition. That would spell uh, disaster for this country. So, you know, there's so many dynamics, there's so many options uh, available to us, but civil society now is calling on big business to come into this uh, a challenge that is required. It is big business that has to sit down face-to-face with the president and his people and say, this cannot carry on. This current state of affairs, uh, the demise of Transnet, uh, the, the stuff that's going on at Eskom, and it's across all sectors in government, by the way. Education, higher education, you hear what's happening with NESPAS, the list is long. So we are in a very dire situation, and it's in times of crisis like this that we need to 
to get our resources together and keep the pressure up. But this time around, big business has to come to the party and stop its fear of challenging government because that's what it is. It's a fear and it's been missing in action all this time. So, Ibrahim, uh, you spoke about you know having very little hope in the ANC and about what's likely to happen in the next election. What, what does civil society do in, 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 the, in, in the year between now and, and the next election? Would you agree that big business needs to step in? Some are suggesting civil disobedience uh, to, put, to put pressure on government? No, it's a combination of, 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 of things that require, you know. I, I mean, I just want to get away from investing too much. And not that I'm saying it has no significance of mm. cabinet reshuffle and bringing certain people and getting rid of them. You know, it would be good to see, for example, if uh, Gamini Zuma is going to survive, uh, uh, you know, Lindiva uh, Sesulu um, and so on. But ultimately, I'll tell you something. And in no doubt, you see, it's precisely because of the this corruption stroke incompetent ANC government that we are where we are today. And there's no doubt equally that for lots of historical reasons, there are huge, massive resources in the private sector. Lot of skills, lots of things. Let me tell you, this is the problem you're sitting with. Because of ANC corruption and what it has done with the SOEs, they don't realize the ANC. They've actually short themselves any notion now even now with a state bank let me tell you you're going to have very serious problems the whole notion of public state ownership has been severely damaged by the ANC because of what it has done to SOEs so even the state bank I'm telling you it's hardly going to get off the ground no matter what the ANC does now it's going to be informed by what they've done to the SOEs completely hollowed it out etc but it's to civil society more importantly, let's hope, you must see what's happened really uh, recently with the NERSA, almost 90%. Civil society mobilized like not before, in many years not seen in South Africa, let me tell you. If you look at how they sought to challenge, legal challenge, and the, what, such a widespread support I have not seen before. When the NERSA increase, which shows you how this cost of living crisis is impacting on working people and broad civil society. Mm. If that could be galvanized, you see, and I, 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 it, it, it lost a bit of momentum over the past week or so. Uh, two weeks with the NERSA increase, you could see what was happening. And maybe it's just a reflection also of the, of the general demise of civil society that, uh, um, you know, it's quieted down a bit. But, but that's where I think you have a combination of a big business and civil society. But you're not going to get from big business what you can get from civil society. Mm. Just like you're not going to get from uh, uh, civil society what you could get from a business. You need a combination of various factors to turn things around. But, you know, the trade unions is the heart of civil society. So when you talk of civil society, you need to look also at what is happening with the trade unions, what's happening at NETLAC, etc. Because those are key institutional frameworks, you know, that should be at ideally addressing this crisis. Uh, yeah, but it's a very complex situation, you know, uh, the, indeed at the moment. Absolutely complex indeed, and we wait and see what happens uh, tonight. But I think, like both of you have said, that uh, it's much more than just a, uh, a cabinet reshuffle. Ibrahim Harvey and Wayne Duvenage, we thank you both for your time this morning and for the, for the interaction. Really appreciate it. Okay, All the best. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum and have a great day.
Just gone uh, 26 minutes past 8. Yeah, the big question. Can South Africa be saved? Some people say no. But then what does that mean? <laughs> and some say yes. And then the question would automatically flow, how? So you see, we've got to have intelligent, sober discussions around the state of our country. I can understand the level of emotion and frustration, and it's totally justified, the level of anger uh, towards government for messing up this country, uh, towards the ANC for messing up an opportunity uh, that they had, you know, after securing the political liberation of, uh, of, of, of the country. Uh, that that's, we, we have, you know, reached where we have. Uh, roads are are finished. Uh, municipalities are bankrupt. Escom is 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 uh, like a like a like a sick horse at best, if not a, a dying horse. And, and we know the issues, but now where to from here and how? How you see the how is, is not easy to to unpack, but we've got to we've got to have a sober, intelligent discussion around that.